Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Extra Kick Podcast. Hello again. This is Coach Claire Bartholik, and welcome to or welcome back to the Run to the Top Extra Kick Podcast brought to you by Runners Connect. The Extra Kick is all about short daily episodes that dive deep into one running related topic so you can become a better runner on the go. I'm gearing up for the weekend with my last episode of the week, and I hope you have enjoyed listening to them. If you have some questions or suggestions for topics for me for next time, send me an email at claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, at runnersconnect.net. As those of you who have gotten to know me over the years here on The Extra Kick or at Runners Connect, you might know me as a summer girl. I love warm weather and really, really, really hate the cold. But that doesn't mean I hibernate all winter long. I'm still out there running, and that's all thanks to the right gear and a little extra determination. On Monday's episode, I talked about how to motivate yourself for the dark, cold days of winter, and I find that nothing is more motivating to get out there and run than a cool new piece of gear. Well, at least until the novelty wears off, of course. But if you're dressed right, even the worst days can be bearable. So let's get into what that looks like. First of all, like everything running, everyone is a little different. So you'll have to take notes about what works for you as you experiment. I have a winter layering chart printed out right next to my thermostat, which is right near my closet where I get dressed. I check the outside temp, take a look at the sky, and wear whatever my chart tells me to. The reason that works so well is because left to my own devices, I will overdress for a run and overheat in five minutes. I will hem and haw and spend way too much time deciding on the perfect amount of fleece, jacket or no jacket, and which pair of gloves because I hate being cold. The decision fatigue can deflate my mood before I even lace up my shoes, and that's the last thing I need when it's hard enough to go out for a run. But having a chart that's divided into sections for each 10 degrees of temperature change in Fahrenheit, or about 5 degrees in Celsius, with your own notes about sunny weather, rain, or hard workouts, can make the whole process nearly decision-free. Because when your brain is tired, your body feels tired, and that's the last thing we want before a run. There are several charts floating out there on the internet, so you can find one that works for you, or you can create a custom one. But what's important is adding to it when you figure out what works and what does not. Here is what my chart is like. Above 50 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 10 degrees Celsius, is shorts and a t-shirt or a tank. 50 degrees is pretty chilly if you're just standing around, but when running, this temperature feels pretty great to most people. My hands are particularly sensitive to the cold, so I have a note on my chart that says 58 degrees gloves. I usually end up pocketing my lightweight gloves on a 50 degree run after mile one or so, but I'm always glad I have them at the beginning. I have one athlete at Runners Connect who runs shirtless with gloves in the 50s, and he wonders what his neighbors think of the sight of him, but that's what he's comfortable in. Between 40 and 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 4 to 10 degrees Celsius, most people will need another layer, especially on an easy run. 
Most people are still wanting to wear shorts, especially men who seem to run hotter than most women. If you can't decide, try shorts with long socks, compression or not. That can be a perfect compromise. In this range, a long sleeve base layer is a good idea. If it's windy or rainy, a light windbreaker can make a big difference in how you feel. And don't forget the gloves. In the 30 to 40 degree range or negative one to four degrees Celsius, you'll want to be covered up, especially your extremities. Hands will need a light to medium weight pair of gloves, and you might want to at least start out with a lightweight beanie to cover your noggin. Instead of one thick layer on top, it's better to wear two layers so that you can adjust on the go. So a long sleeve base under a lightweight running jacket or vest. Speaking of running vests, this piece of gear is hands down my most essential and versatile piece of cold weather gear. As you run, if your elbows are cold, that's really not a big deal. But if your torso is cold, then everything is cold. I might start out in a long sleeve base with my vest on top. And when I start to get too warm, I can remove the base layer, tie it around my waist, and then put the vest back on. I stay warm, but my sweat can escape and evaporate freely, so I'm not soaking on the inside. Another option here is arm warmers. They're basically socks for your arms and can simply be pushed down to your wrists if you get too hot. Most people will be wearing long tights or at least capris in this range, but there will be some diehard hot-legged folks out there who will still be rocking shorts, and if that's you, go for it. At this point, we have to stop and talk about the ever-important perennial winter layering dilemma, and that is the whole shorts over tight dilemma. Personally, my philosophy is you do you, so if you like this look and or feel more comfortable covering your sweet spots with a little extra fabric, go for it. But runners who take themselves very seriously will argue that this is a running fashion faux pas and that tights are meant to be tights and shorts are meant to be shorts and never the two shall mix. I have to admit that most runners look pretty darn good in a pair of tights, so why be shy and add the shorts? But again, whatever gets you at the door and keeps you running is what matters most. So back to our chart. Between 20 and 30 degrees, you are in the below freezing territory, so you get extra points for just heading out there. Gloves are essential, and I will tuck a pair of hand warmers in most of the time in this range because I don't want popsicle fingers. Plus, if my hands do overheat with the hand warmers, they can be tucked into other places to get nice and toasty. Your head and especially your ears should be covered with a lightweight hat or at least a running headband, and you might consider some eye protection if the wind and or sun is especially harsh. At this point, you really need to start thinking about managing your sweat buildup because removing layers is not going to be possible if you're soaked on the inside. Wicking fabric and breathable outer layers become very important as you slide down the thermometer. Below 20 degrees and down into 10 degrees and below, you'll need to keep adding more stuff to your kit. Swap the gloves for some serious mittens, trade your hat for a ski mask, or pair it with a warm neck buff that you can cover your face with. 
If it's muddy or snowy, you might want gaiters over your shoes and a second windproof layer over your tights, along with a heavier windproof jacket. We are heading into the frozen eyelash territory here, so hopefully your phone hasn't frozen before you can take that cool pic. They say that there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. And with the right running gear, you can still get out there for all your winter runs, no matter what the weather brings you. And that's it for my week at the Extra Kick Podcast. I had a great time, and I hope you did too. Have a great run today.